check, check, one check. Welcome, everybody. February 20th, 2014, the Fly Racing Moto 60 Show, presented by NFAB, is live. We're going to talk about Atlanta Supercross coming up. Yes, very exciting. Atlanta Supercross is coming up. Dallas is in our rearview mirror. Lots of things to talk about. Lots of things to uh, give away. Fly Racing Zone Pro goggles. We're going to give away two sets. Two different people are going to win two sets of Fly Racing Zone Pro goggle. 702-586-7857. We're going to take your calls all hour long. we got Jason Thomas of Fly Racing coming up. And uh, perhaps you've heard of him as a uh, top privateer in the sport. And Chase Stallo from RacerX. Uh, the online uh, content editor over there at RacerX, he's going to be on too to discuss Atlanta and all the things that we uh, we learned at Dallas and all the things we want to learn and want to see at Atlanta. So uh, thanks very much for listening. We appreciate it. Hey, did you know that Fly Racing makes much more than gear, helmets, and casual wear? Well, they make goggles for one. Uh, Fly produces a range of bike stands, loading ramps, tie-downs, handlebars, grips, levers, and more. We gave away a Fly Racing control pack a few weeks ago, and the guy loved it. Uh, visit flyracing.com to view their full range of hard parts. And, of course, NFAB. Dress up your Jeep, truck, or SUV with the hottest-looking, hardest-working accessories from NFAB. Proudly built in Houston, Texas. They offer step systems, light mounting solutions, bumpers, and more. Take your ride to the next level. Learn more about NFAB products. Visit n-fab.com. Thanks to those guys for coming on. Oh, by the way, my name is Steve Mathis. Taking your calls, handling everything behind the scenes doling out the prizes to the winners, and uh, crying about Ryan Dungey unable to hold the lead in, uh, in Dallas. The Tits Legendary Tits, what's up? What's up, guy? What are you doing? I don't know, just coming to work. Coming to work? Doing my job. Punching the clock, bro. Doing my job. Punching the clock. Yep. Counting uh, down the hey, look, uh, did you know Ryan Dungey's four-race podiumless streak was a career worst for him since he entered the 450s? It's pretty impressive. Yeah. I, I didn't know that either. I, 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 I went I, back I, and looked. Four right. He's he's uh-huh. gone three before. Uh huh. Never gone four until this weekend. He broke the streak. Like even in uh, the two fifty. No, four fifties. I'm talking 450s big bike okay. class. Yeah, I mean two fifties maybe, but I doubt it. Um, it's pretty impressive. Yeah, yeah. So uh, he broke his four race podium streak. That's your guy, Ryan Dungey. Mm-hmm. Second place, mm-hmm. passed by Stewie. Your thoughts on that? I want to get a Dungey well, update from you once I mean, again. Bummed Dungey didn't didn't pull it together and get the W. Very happy for Stu. First one to get two two W's in a row for first, this his year. first time since 2011 to win two in a row. Yeah, and then it was, he was the first person this year to get two in a row. Yep. So that was also very cool. Yep, I was very happy for him, genuinely. And yeah, but okay, well, I you know I just I just don't know. I, I don't know about you. I don't. <laughs> I feel like you don't like Stu. I know well, you're saying no, it. No, no, no. I I've always been honest with you. Person I don't like 
Barsha. That move that he pulled on. Uh, uh, are we on still going to talk about that? Yeah. You you want to talk about people I don't like? Stu is not one of them. I am. Okay Stu used to be Stu. one of them. Used to be. Yes, hundred yes, right. percent. Yeah. Not anymore. Barsha, mm, not so much. I mean, no one got hurt. No one died. I'm just saying. You, you know, want to talk about someone I don't like? That's who you should talk about. Okay. All right. Fantastic. Uh, let's get right to the calls here before we get too much into depth about Atlanta. Thank you everybody for the response for the show. Loving it. Fly racing and fab. Uh, support the sponsors that support this show. We have fun doing it. We get a ton of calls. And today, the first one is John. John, what's up, man? Hey, how's it going, guys? Good. Thank you for calling. What's your question? Uh, I just was wondering what's going on with the 2-2 Motorsports. Is Dean going to be wearing shift gear? Is he going to be in Thor? Is he going to be wearing Scott goggles? Yeah, I got a few um, a few questions about that. No, he's going to be wearing Thor and Scott goggles and all that. Um so he's going to keep uh, – Team 2-2 team doesn't have a gear deal. It was just Chad's personal deal with uh, Shift slash Fox. So, yeah, Dean will be keeping all his uh, all his sponsors. So Okay, and my second question is what do I got to do to get these fly racing goggles? Um, probably just call in and ask a good question, but I don't know if that, that cuts – that doesn't, that doesn't cut it. I don't, that doesn't cut it. <laughs> Okay. Sorry, John. Uh, no, hey, we'll, we got to move on. But keep trying. Thanks for calling. All right. Thank you, guys. Have- I, I don't. Thanks, John. I just. I'm, I'm not a fan of people calling and asking for it. JT, welcome to the show. You're always asking for it. I don't. That's li- just because you got a smart mouth. Though. I just don't. I just don't like when people say, "Hey, can I?" I mean, I appreciate the call-ins, and I. I just feel like you don't need to ask for it. You know. Yeah, that's for sure. I mean, even if they do want it, you got to just kind of work for that. it. Yeah. All right. All right. Jason Thomas, Fly Racing. Uh, how is everything at Fly Racing? Everything, everything killing it right now. Weston Pike, the uh, number one uh, Fly Racing rider right now. Uh, yeah, we're doing good. Um, I think uh, you know him and Andrew are both kind of leading the charge, and uh, you know we're always hoping Trey will be back sooner than later. So when is um, Trey coming back? Know, do we times. do we know when Trey is coming back? No, I don't think there's any been any kind of official announcement made. Um, but I, you know, I got I got Trey coming back at Daytona, although it might be a little soon. But it's a Daytona Supercross presented by Honda. I don't know if you're aware of that. Right? Yeah, I've heard that. Right. Um, no, I, I don't think that's going to happen. I would love it for it too, but mm-hmm. um, you know, I, at this point, we're kind of just planning on, uh, you know. We're not really planning on anything for him just because we don't want to right. put any pressure on him. We want, we want him to come back when he's ready. And, you know, if he calls us up, you know, tomorrow and says, hey, I'm going to be in Atlanta, great. That's, that's awesome for us. But we just don't want him to feel like, yeah. uh, you know, nobody wants him to come back more than he does. So we're just trying to make it as easy well, on him as we can. I want him to come back so we see Timmy Ferry back at the races. I'm sure you have your own, your own motives. Okay, look, um, the – Tits asked me about the Barsha uh, Roxon thing. This guy uh, Patrick on the line wants to talk about this Barsha Roxon thing. It, it, I'm, I'm over it though. It, ha- it, it No one got hurt. No one died. I I 100% believe Barsha knew that Roxon was there, despite him saying not. But can we bury this thing or or what? What? Um. Yeah. I mean, I think it's been discussed enough at this point. The the cool thing is that uh, the race is in two days, and and maybe we have a lot more to talk about. But, uh, yeah, I think as for now, we've kind of covered it. You know, I've made my opinion known that I'm, I feel very strongly that Barsha knew exactly where Roxon was and he was doing what he wanted to do, you know, and, and I'm not judging him. I do whatever you want, but, you know, at least just own it. That's really all I've ever kind of tried to say is, 
you're going to make a move like that, then, right. you know, don't deny that you did it. Just say, hey, yeah, I, I don't like the guy. You know, I'm over him. <laughs> Whatever. Right. Move on. I mean, it, it is it. the move is odd because it could hurt him as much as it, you know, it hurt Roxon. So I don't understand why, you know, so. Well, and yeah. I, I think the whole thing, too, um, I think Barsha understands where he's going and in, in the direction of his bike and where he's putting his bike. But Roxon has no idea. So there's two different perspectives of Roxon's like, holy crap, I didn't know he was going to do that. I, mm-hmm. you know, I could have crashed or I could have swerved left and landed on the hay bales or done a lot of things where Barsha's like, well, I know where he's at. I know where my bike's at. I'm not going to hit him. And I think, I think it's one of those things where one guy expects it and knows it's coming and the other guy doesn't. So it's a completely different scenario between the two. Yeah. Yeah. Have you ever whipped your bike at, uh, say chat or anything, anything like that? Uh, not intentionally. No, if I ever was sideways, it was because I was about to crash. Right. All right. Big news this week. Big news. Dean Wilson jumping on the team two two discount tire team. Um, no one really saw this coming. No, even even myself. Um, you know, Chad kept this uh, super tight lipped, and uh, you know, he's, it's no secret that he's had Dean in his thoughts for a while. And um, you know, I this I don't think this really says whether anything's going to happen with Dean next year or not, but. Dean was a guy that is on the list for sure, and he was, you know, it's easy between Kawasaki and and that whole program, and, and Mitch being very involved with Chad's program to kind of, if, if everybody wanted to do it, mm-hmm. I could see how it worked. I just thought that the Thor shift, Oakley Scott, you know, right. pro circuit deal, I just didn't know how that all would come together, but, you know, luckily for, for the fans and, and myself and, and Dean and Chad and everybody that they all kind of made it work. Yeah, there's a lot of moving pieces, a lot of people that would have had to have signed off on this to make it happen. Yeah, and I, I thought there would just be too many. I, I thought somewhere along the way that one of those pieces would have just said, no way, we're not, right. we're not doing that. Right. You know, there's no way we're allowing this to happen. But, you know, I, I think it's awesome that they, you know, kind of all acted maturely and, right. and understood what was in the best interest of these guys and went for it. Who, okay, obviously the big winner of this is, uh, is Chad Reed. He gets to... Still have discount tire Kawasaki out there, and probably collect sponsor checks and everything else. But this is risky for Mitch Payton, not not Dean Wilson. He's the one on the bike. This is risky to me to Mitch Payton because okay, yeah, Dean's not going to win the 250 West, um, but there's a very real chance that he he could be one of the top guys outdoors. And you're and yes, you can get hurt practicing. I get that, but by putting yourself on a on a in, on a 450. I think this opens up Dean for, you know, possible crash. We've seen some crashes in 250s. And then maybe going into outdoors hurt. It's a, if you're going to talk about anybody taking a risk and putting their balls out there, it's Mitch Payton. Well, I think Dean, too. Um, I think, you know, always the injury factor is there, no matter if they're practicing racing, whatever the, the case is. But also just the lack of preparation that he's kind of giving up for, for outdoors. Um, you know, assume that he stays healthy and all those things because we always want that. But just not being able to test outdoors every day and put in all the motos that mm-hmm. other guys will be able to, I would be almost more concerned about that um, than anything. You know, the injuries you can't really plan for. You just have to assume that everybody's going to be healthy and we'll all move forward. But the preparation is huge. I mean, those guys, I feel like the, the West Coast guys have a huge advantage coming into the outdoors, and you're basically forfeiting that. Right. Um, it's going to be interesting to see, no doubt. He's going to do six. Six East Coast races, and he's going to stay on the 250. He's going to get back on the 250 when the series goes west. 
So he'll, he'll represent Pro Circuit and all their sponsors and all that. And as we said to John, he's going to keep wearing Thor. And despite me telling Knowles he's going to Oakley's, he won't. He'll be wearing Scott's. All his own sponsors stay the same. Uh, Sean does have a question, though, about the second rider. Sean, what's up? Thanks for calling the Fly Racing Moto 60 Show presented by NFAB. Thanks for doing it, guys. I, uh, I kind of dig it. Uh, stay-at-home dad, so it gives me something to listen to during the day. Yeah, perfect. No, <laughs> thanks, man. What's up? Um, I was actually wondering the long-term deal with Chad. This is the second, you know, second big injury in three years, and he's not going to finish the season again. Mm-hmm. How does this affect his long-term team owner plans? Is that why he put Dean on the bike? I mean, I think it's a great fit, but long-term-wise, he wants to, you know, get a second rider, get a team. Is this going to help it or hurt it? Uh, good question. Good question. And uh, for that, you're going to win a set of uh, fly racing goggles. So well, thanks, no, yeah, no, no problem. Um, I th- This could go either way. I mean, you're absolutely right. Chad Reed's hurt again. Um, that does make it – well, I mean, he missed one race last year, but he missed a race. Um, so that makes it three years in a row that he's uh, missed a race. I I think it's no secret his eyes have been on Dean for a second rider or a, a, a number one rider if Chad doesn't race for a long time. So um, I think that this is a chance, JT, for Chad to show other riders if he doesn't able to get Dean and if it doesn't work out, a chance to show other riders, hey, we can – we can provide you top-notch slash equipment slash team. Yeah, and I think it'll give Chad a little preview of what his um, long-term goals are, too. Um, you know, he was, he's was he been planning on having another rider on the team. He had he had plans for that this year uh, with Millsaps, and it, did, and it fell through. Uh, and I know he has a solid plan for next year to have another rider on the team. So as far as the long-term deal, I don't think it changes too much. I, I think it's it's just basically going along with what they've already had planned. Um, but, you know, maybe it'll give him a little bit of insight as to uh, what it'll be like next year as far as what he could do better, how they mm-hmm. can be more prepared, et cetera. So I don't think it really changes any plans, but it may just prepare him for that road a little bit. Yeah, uh, I think I think this is, a, this is a shot for people to be like, wow, look, he, you know, let's say Dean does well. Well, hey, first of all, uh, Sean, where do you think Dean finishes? I'd love to see him get top tens, but he's going to have to finish and get starts. I mean, JT would know certainly better than amateur moto guy, how hard it is just to switch. But he's done well on 450s. So, I mean, if he's getting top 10s, I think that's great. When has he done well on 450s? I don't, I don't 450s. think he's going to win. When has he done well on 450s, though? What's that? When has he done well on 450s? He was doing four. He did a fill-in ride a few years ago, didn't he? No. No. He's uh, pretty good at Monster Cup. Yeah, he's all right at Monster Cup. He yeah. rode 450 outdoors for first four motos. But he wasn't 100%, so it's not... Well, yeah, I was going to say, that, that was more, I guess he tried last year and then got hurt. But. I know we're talking about Atlanta here on the Fly Racing Moto 60 show, so not Indianapolis. Dean will not be racing this weekend, but JT, let's still, where does where do you see Dean finishing? I kind of think, uh, you know, 5 to 10 is, is going to be where he's at consistently. Um, there's always a chance he could do better than that, but um, that's kind of where I look for him to be. I don't know that he's going to jump right in and be able to beat guys like Barsha and, and Dunn, these guys that are pretty seasoned. Mm-hmm. But uh, I, I really do think he's he's easily a 5-10 to ten place guy. Mm-hmm. With with the upside of, of having podium-like speed, I just don't know if he's going to be able to jump in there and do that right. for 20 laps yet. Well, hey, uh, Sean, thank you for calling. I put you on hold. You, you're going to win uh, two sets of Fly Racing Zone Pro goggles. Uh, we still have another set to give away. But for right now, Sean, uh, you're the big winner to start with. Let's continue on knocking out these phone lines 
Uh, Bo, what's up, man? Hey, guys. Thanks for taking my call. What's happening? Uh, I, look, I guess looking a little bit further than Atlanta, but uh, we've seen some gnarly weather in Daytona in the past, and who knows what's going to happen in in New Jersey. I was wondering, since Reed's hurt and uh, Wyndham's retired, who would be a guy that would be able to capitalize on some adverse weather conditions uh, that would normally not be, you know, in the podium or mm-hmm. even win a race? Well, you know, it's a good question. Barsha. Yeah, there's a mutter, Barsha. Dungey's always good in mutters, I think, because he's a steady, smooth rider. Um, Roxon's got a lot of experience, obviously, coming from Europe with mutters. But, man, you just never know. I mean, uh, you're right, though. It does, it does seem like Wyndham was always pretty good in it. You know, just I think he just was calm and steady and smooth and, and all that. So, um, yeah, any, any ideas, JT? Yeah, I, I think Barsha's the clear-cut guy. Uh, his first ever White's win was in the mud at Southwick. He won Seattle pretty uh, impressively in the mud, kind of you know crappy conditions last year. And I think he enjoys it. I think he's one of those guys that grew up in that inclement weather, and mm-hmm. when the conditions conditions deteriorate, he feels like an, it's an advantage, which helps him a lot mentally. Yeah. All right. Thanks, Bob. All right. Thank you. Thanks, guys. All right. Thank you, uh, Austin. What's happening? Hey, what's going on, guys? What's up? Thanks for calling. Hey, no problem. Um, hey, I just got a quick question, and it's something that I've just been real curious about um, looking at all the pictures from the races. Chad Reed's 2-2 bike is a different color green than the factory Cowies, and I don't know if that was a Kawasaki decision or if he had to clear that with Kawasaki first. I know they're real sensitive about their colors. Um, he, uh, it's like a, it's, it's yeah. not necessarily a flow green. It's more of a it's a little bit darker. Yeah, color. he uses a Cherubis Plastics, and um, it is a little different color green. I doubt he, he had to authorize that with Cowie or anything. It's still green, but um, I think it's just because they he used the Cherubis, and um, uh, the Cowie guys use stock. So I don't think oh, it's, okay. I don't think it's any, yeah. any yeah, plan it's, or nothing. It is. It's, it's noticeable when you look yeah. at the bike. It is different. Yeah, yeah I, but I'm, I'm pretty sure that Chad uh, really was pushing for that color. He They met uh, – from the, the conversations I heard, they went kind of back and forth on colors on the plastic, and you really wanted that slow look. So, um, yeah, I, I, think I know you're right. you, it wasn't it. Go ahead. When you order it from from uh, a Cherubis, there's actually two selections. It's KX green, and then there's there's a different green. They just call it green mm-hmm. when you order it from from uh, BTO or Motorsport. Mm. So there he, you he did, I think, consciously choose that color. I did not know that there was a different deal. I thought it was uh, just a, a you know, a Cherubis just putting their own little spin on green. I didn't realize there was two actual colors from a Cherubis. Interesting. Um, yeah, it's actually right. a selection. I've been riding Cali forever. That's the only reason right. I know that. But. All right. Thanks, uh, thanks, Austin. Well, yeah, no and if you know about Chad, he, if you know anything about Chad, he's super <laughs> picky, and he's going to make 1,700 changes before he decides what he wants. So uh, who's, uh, who's I'm picky? sure it was. Who's pick your Nick Way or Chad Reed? Uh, they're different. Um, <laughs> I feel like Nick just changes things just to change them because he's he doesn't know what he wants. I think mm-hmm. Chad knows exactly what he wants, but and people don't get it right the first time, so he makes them keep changing it. Where Nick is just like all over the place, and oh, no, what? I'm just going to change completely everything to the opposite, and then back and forth. It's, they're different. All right, we touched on Wilson to two two, and uh, we'll see him debut at Indy. But let's talk a little bit of Atlanta. JT, I don't know if there's a track on the circuit, supercross-wise, that has changed as much in its dirt composition from back in the day to now as Atlanta. 
it's weird, right? I, I mean, yeah. you know, the only thing I can point to is that they've put so much lime into it over the years and that they've gotten it down so much as far as bringing the dirt in, the, the composition. But, yes, you're right. I mean, I, I remember going there in 95, 96 when I was just watching, and it was so soft that the guys were literally rolling the triple on press day on yeah. the Friday practice. Jeremy McGrath was rolling all three jumps on the triple. Yeah. To where now it's super hard pack and slippery and, and you know, yeah. gets down to where it's it's almost a California type track in some sections. Oh yeah. Know? So Remember um, I, I don't know how it'll be this weekend, but it's crazy the transformation. You're definitely right. The uh the battle of R C and Chad at Atlanta, well, I don't know, oh five, oh six. Yep. I mean they're spinning out of the corners like it's Anaheim, you know? It's just uh Yeah, and I hated that. I, I used to love the super tacky Atlanta dirt, yeah. and that kind of went away for whatever reason. It was pretty, um, pretty disappointing for me. But you know what? Atlanta is a great crowd, terrific crowd. Uh, pits are great. The pits are almost – you almost can't move in those things. So the fans embrace Atlanta. There's always talk of an Atlanta 2. JT, the floor is yours. Tell everyone why there can't be an Atlanta 2. Uh, it's one of those things you hear all the time, and – and I think you did a great job with your podcast with Dave Prater of kind of explaining um, why that is. But basically the cliff notes are is that the stadium is available, but the convention center where we have the pits is not. And it's basically booked from now until 2019 or 2020, every single weekend that would be available. So the stadium's there, but we have nowhere to put trucks, bikes, people, you know, all that kind of stuff. So they basically just they, it's an availability issue, of course. Of course, Feld would love to run another race there. That's probably the most profitable race of the year. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's not rocket science to think that they would want to do another one. They just can't get the can't get the space. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's that easy. Um, um, it's, it's that it's that easy and hard at the same time. Um, okay, so RV, the only guy to finish in the top five at every race, uh, but he's gone three four the last two races. Should he be worried? It's a good question. Uh, I've kind of gone kind of gone back and forth with this. And I don't think he really should be worried as much as uh, determined to put a stop to it. Um, just because you don't want to give James Stewart the feeling that yeah. this championship is, is his to run away with. I think Ryan Vilpoto and both him and Ryan Dungey have done a great job the past few years of knocking James Stewart off that pedestal to mm-hmm. where he's a bit intimidated, I think, by those guys as far as being able to beat them on a consistent basis. Mm-hmm. So uh, the, the biggest mistake that a guy like Phil Poto can make is to let James's psyche get back to where it used to be. Uh, that, that's what I would be more worried about than anything. And I would just be, you know, hell-bent on going out there and, and reestablishing, you know, the kind of the pecking order. Yeah. James is good at Atlanta. He's good there. He is. And, yep. and, and I wrote, you know, that was kind of my point is, these next three races, you know, Indy's kind of anybody's ball game, but Atlanta and Daytona are notoriously strong races yeah. for James Stewart. So if you're worried about James getting on a roll, this isn't a great three-week stretch to roll into right here. No, no, absolutely not. And uh, what about Barsha? I think he'll be good. He got his first podium of the year. I think back home it's really a home race for him. Uh, he'll, he'll do well. Yeah, I think so too, and, and I think some of the – the issues maybe that he's been having with his bike, maybe will uh, you know maybe the different dirt will will change that a bit for him. So mm-hmm. it'll be interesting to see if he's happier or you know it could go the other way too. Maybe he'll be less happy. Who knows um, <laughs> with the bike? You know he's, he's expressed a lot of a lot of uh, frustration with that. So that's that's a, a huge change with the dirt. Speaking to see how that goes, but I have a feeling that he'll be better just because he'll be excited to be home. 
Our lines are completely jammed here on the Fly Racing Moto 60 show presented by NFAB. Let's get to some questions uh, um, before we get – got Jason Thomas on the line. And before we get any more, let's get to uh, Motley Lou. What's up, Motley? What's going on, Steve? What's up? What's your question? Well, first off, congratulations on the hockey game today. You will be losing tomorrow, but uh, uh, the women pulled it out for you today. Yeah, so. I, don't, I don't like the odds for Canada to beat USA tomorrow in the Olympic hockey. USA looks really good. Canada can't score. I think six of their – was it six of their eleven goals are from the defenseman? It's not. It's not going to look good. I think tomorrow, but they're going to have to they're gonna have to change it up. But uh, yeah. Anyways. Anyway, uh, I've been researching the new uh, the the Southwick Universal Southwick tire. Oh, by the way, uh, uh, wait, wait, Motley Lou. Uh, I would just yeah. like to tell Tits and JT, uh, suck it. Uh, Canada won. So just both of you. <laughs> yeah. There you go. JT, are you suck it? Uh, I, I'm sure you can tell by my text messages how much I care about women's hockey. Okay, fantastic. <laughs> all, right, all right, Bo. Or Motley Lou, sorry. What's up? That's all right. No, about the new Southwick uh, Universal Dunlop MX32. Mm-hmm. I see that that's only coming in an 80. Is that something? Are they running 90s on, in Supercross for the front, or are they running you know, the 80s? I see it's only available in that size. It's a good question, Motley Lou. 90s have kind of gone away, JT. Have you noticed that? Guys aren't, uh, guys aren't using them as much as they used to. Yeah, I used to like the 90 a lot when it was uh, super hard pack, like Vegas. Yeah. Uh, Vegas especially. Dallas I would would have been another race where I would have run the 90. It just felt like there was so much more grip, and, and the bike felt plusher with that much tire there. Uh, so, so I don't know. I can't speak on what the guys have been going with, but I, I would – Almost guarantee that they have that option still. Yeah, Lou, I look I look around and um um yeah, there there wasn't really um not nineties have kind of gone out of vogue. They they've changed the eighty to mimic a ninety a little bit and guys still like the ninety. Um they feel like it, it allows their front end to, to not be so grippy. So Yeah, I prefer the eighty. I was just wondering. Right. All right, thanks Lou. Yeah, it had it, it had to be a really specific situation for me, I guess. Uh, Bill, what's going on, Bill? Bill, hey, Bill, what's happening? Hey, not much, Steve. Hey, um, I was just wondering with the return of the semis this year, uh, are bonuses being paid for winning a semi? Like the, I know Brayton had touched on, he I think yeah. he wins about uh, six thousand for a heat race win. Yeah, no, no, no semi bonuses for anybody. No, I don't think I don't think oh. there ever was either. No, no I don't think I don't think oh. there was either. So okay, right. thanks, Sorry, thanks, thanks Bill. Heat. Thank you, Bill. Trying to knock these calls out. Andy, what's up, man? Hey, what's going on, guys? What's uh, up? I just wanted to get your uh, opinion on Jimmy Dakotas posting the earnings of the 250 riders uh, on Instagram last night. Yeah, good for Jimmy. Um, I mean, they, they need <laughs> to be better. Probably not the smartest move. Uh, yeah, probably not the smartest move. But in the end, um, if the people who are mad, people who are paying out are getting mad at posted purse earnings, then they need to look in the mirror. They should be proud of what they pay off, pay out. So Correct. Um, they should be proud of that. And if they're mad, then look in the mirror and raise it. Look, the, I've said the same thing on the Pulp Show on this thing. It needs to be better. It can be a lot better. The 450s, I feel, aren't bad, though. I, I think you can, you know, a guy can make eight grand a month uh, making four main events. Here's the thing, um, Andy. In le- until all the riders figure it out and get it together and, and say, hey, we need more money, Nothing's going to change, and in one way, guys, you know, guys can post all they want uh, until they get together, like the professional bull rider guys did. Until they get together, like the skateboard guys did. Um, oh well, you know what I mean. So, um, yeah, it, it can cool be better. But that he's standing up. 
well, that he's standing up for himself, but do you think he's kind of shooting himself in the foot as far as uh, sponsors or potential mm, rides in the future? No, I don't think so. I don't think it matters. It's a social media thing. It'll be, I, yeah. Trust me, uh, Blowskate uh, was an example where it's uh, raining down hell for a week and then you don't hear anything. You know what I mean? So uh, I don't know, JT. What do you think? Uh, I, you know what? I I don't think it's a great idea to get those guys, turn those guys into enemies or – you know, those guys can make your life a lot harder if they want to, um, you know, the, the powers that be kind of thing. I understand his frustration. The, the only thing I don't like to see is, you know, these, uh, you know, moto forums and stuff and, and social media are completely tearing apart guys like Dave Prater. And, and Dave Prater doesn't set the purse. Dave Prater's not writing checks. You know, those guys are employees of Feld Entertainment. So they're told what they're paying and what they're doing and all that kind of stuff. And, and I... I see comments made about guys like Prater, and it kind of makes me mad because I, I really don't think that he's the one that necessarily should be getting any blame at all. Dave know? Prater's a great he's guy, boy, just like everybody yeah. else. Dave Absolutely. Prater's a great yeah, guy. That's, that's yeah. kind of my point. Is I've seen, I've talked to Dave, and, and Dave has made tons of changes that he didn't have to make just because he wants to make it better for guys. And then he goes, you know, people go on that are completely misinformed and are just bashing him, and, and it's really not fair. So. But I understand the frustration with the money thing, but they need—they're kind of misplacing the blame a little bit. Do you agree with what I said, JT? Yeah, no, I completely do. If, yeah. if you want to make changes, it's got to be all as one. And, and I get all of those things, and, I, and it's not even that I really disagree with Dakota so much. I really don't. I just—I like to see blame pointed at the right people, not you right. know people and, just getting ruined on the internet when it's not <laughs> has nothing to do with them. For and, and also, too, Andy, there, as I said. And I told Michael Lieb the same thing. Um, move up to 450s. You want to make okay. So if you're Jimmy Dakotas, you've been a privateer, and Matt Lemoyne's in the same boat. I'm not sure what Matt is doing riding 250s, but you're Matt Lemoyne, you're Jimmy Dakotas, or you're Jason Thomas uh, in I don't know uh, 2001. Let's say 2002. Your window is almost closed or basically closed. Teams have written you off, and I use written off in quotations. Teams have written you off as a privateer rider. Very, very rarely does a Mitch Payton, Geico, pick up someone who's been on the scene two, three, four years, hasn't impressed them enough to pick up a ride. So very rarely do teams go out and pick a ride. JT, you agree? Yeah, absolutely. I think once once people know what what they think you're capable of and they don't – you winning races for them, you're out. Right. Okay. So if that's the case, if you're Lemoyne, Dakotas, Jason Thomas in 2001, whatever the case may be, you're out. You're not going to get that ride. Go to 450s because a LCQ fifth place in LCQ. Hold on, I got the payout right here actually, and I was about 1,500 bucks. Yeah. Okay. LCQ. Uh, I'm confused. Yeah. Uh, sixth place in the LC two fifth in the 450 LCQ gets you 1265. Um, you 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 finish four six places, six grand you've made in a month. Tits, do you make six sure. grand in a month? Yeah, no. I make a lot more than that. Oh, you do personally? Oh, I'm sorry, I, I apologize. But, but right, most people don't make that right. much in a month. Concrete business. Yeah. Um. And look, Optrix, bro. Yeah, Optrix concrete. <laughs> I, I get it. No, but uh, and of course you have expenses, um, and all that. So it's you're not taking that home. But I'm saying it ain't that bad, and. If you're Matt Lemoyne, Jimmy Dakotas, you're not getting picked up by one of those teams. Move on up, make the money up there. It is supposed to be hung out in the 450 class a little it, bit longer. I mean, it, it, I know he kind of had a late start this season, uh, no. some mediocre results, but 
if he's really that upset about it. Maybe he Look, should have just hung out in that class. It's a regional series. I'm not saying it shouldn't be more. It should be. It's really bad. It's really, really bad. But look, yeah. they're, they're, it's a regional series, and the 450s don't pay that bad. And also, too, another thing someone told me a long time ago. No matter what you put the purse at, it could be $100,000 to win. People would complain. Absolutely, they would complain about the purse. It's totally true. So I'm siding with Jimmy, and yet I'm not, Andy. That's my rant. Sure. Thank you. Thanks, guys. See you in Atlanta. Thanks. Um, Matt, what's going on? Oh, I was just wanting to comment about the East versus West a little bit in the 250s. Sure. Like, uh, at least the, the East seems to be more exciting because there's actual names that I can remember and see over the years that are, like, in the LCQ or whatever instead of the ones that are going through the heat. And you see, like, the majority of the guys all have a two-digit number, which probably pisses JT off. Oh, he's like, angry. He oh, some of them are notable guys. You don't even know uh, how they, angry he is. He's so angry <laughs> about this national number thing. <laughs> well, it's I, was, Coast, I'm not, I was. I, I was looking at some of these guys going through the whoops and laughing because they're just rolling them. Like, like, well, like you need to hit up some, some motocross schools or something because these guys is kind of joke worthy because they're like full shot and then. Single, 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 single. Like, it was kind of sad. So, you know, at yep. least I see guys that um, are trying more on what, this one, I feel. What do you I mean, think, I, JT? Do you, th- do you feel there's – I feel the coasts are pretty equal this year. I think this, the front, uh, basically the first, uh, say, eight or ten are very similar. But I think that – I think he's uh, – the, the caller is correct that the end, the back end of the field is much, much stronger on the east. You know, guys like Jace Owen – uh, Cat and Zero, I believe, got the last yeah. spot. Those guys would have yeah, qualified Zero, on the Faith, West Coast. I mean, yeah. With no problem. Like, immediately they would have qualified, not even a thought. So I do agree with you very much on that point. Yeah. What up with Jeremy Martin missing his first main of the year again? Anybody got any ideas with Matt? Like, is he choking or is he... No, is I think just... it was just one of those, you, that snowball gets rolling downhill in the wrong way and... He got a bad. I mean, one of the worst starts I've ever seen. They replayed it on TV. <laughs> yeah. He ran. So then I, he was. I laughed. didn't like that position that he went in. And anyways, if that was that far out, I'd have waited and tried to just go to the inside myself. Well, no, that, that was in the bad. LCQ. No, JT's talking about yeah, the LCQ. I meant, yeah, yeah, that's what I meant. Yeah, and in the heat race, you know, he got into guys that he's not used to racing against and was trying to make passes, and unfortunately hit a couple guys and crashed. Uh, his looks like he's put, forcing it, definitely forcing yeah, it. Yeah, and then that put him in the LCQ on the outside, and then he got run off the track. So it's it's one of those things where you make one mistake of getting a horrible jump, and then everything else is a direct correlation of that, and you can't get the ball, you know, kind of stopped. So yeah, thanks, thanks, Matt. I thanks think, for thanks I for definitely. calling. Thank you, Matt. Yeah, um, I think if he starts out good this weekend and and the heat race goes fine, you'll see you'll see him up there, no problem. His 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 whole. LCQ was over ten feet out of the gate. It was done. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I mean, it, you know, you could you could almost say as soon as he crashed and he raced on the first lap, it was over. Uh, last call for Jason Thomas here on the Fly Racing Moto Sixty Show, and then uh, we'll come up with our next guest. It is uh, Kevin. What's up, man? Oh, what's going on, guys? How, how are you? Good, good, doing good. Hey, uh, I got a question. You know, we watched in Dallas. How everybody was basically following following each other, like all the leader or whatever. Because they don't get out of the line. Do they, like, just hammer out laps in the same line? Do you think they, like, should move out of that line during the week just to get familiar? This was, you know, uh, are you sure, Kevin, are you sure your name's not Jimmy Perry from Yamaha? 
Um, no, no. This used to drive. <laughs> it's a good question, and thanks for calling. Uh, this used to drive Jimmy nuts, JT, because our guys at Yamaha would uh, would ride the same six inches around the whole Supercross track, and he'd always be like, "Why don't you guys square it up and get underneath and try the different options?" And Villaman used to because he's weird, but Chad and Timmy and you know, those guys, he used to just complain and complain, and you would literally see eight inches wide groove around the Supercross track. Yeah, and I, I see both sides. Uh, I'll tell you another guy who was great about doing that was uh, your favorite rider, Ricky Carmichael. He was he was really good about, during practice, he would use the whole track and practice different things, and I think it probably helped him getting through traffic. But then I also see the side where I'd say 90% of every main event you're going to be in, you're going to try to hit the same mark in the same spot every mm-hmm. lap. And yep. That's what you want to do is that 20 perfect laps. So there's two different kind of schools of thought there and I, and I understand both sides um just kind of depends on which side you're on i guess yeah yeah exactly um all right before we wrap it up with you um josh grant's coming back this weekend filthy phil still in in for this weekend for the jgr yamaha team uh um give me some predictions for atlanta 450 class uh <clears throat> i really think that that james is going to win again Mm-hmm. Uh, I think James will win. I think Villapoto will be second, and I think Roxon will be third. And the 250 class. Um, and, and just a side note of that, guys, I'm, I'm telling you out there, if you want to watch something interesting, is watch that dynamic between Villapoto and Roxon, and watch it holding them back at times because neither of them want to get in there. And, yeah, and get this is, you're onto this thing. I'm not, I'm not exactly. I'm not on that wagon yet. Um, but you're you're certainly thinking that RV needs to be more aggressive with Roxon. I think it goes both ways. I think yeah, and I think you know I, I understand that they don't want to ride dirty with each other. But I've seen a couple times where you can literally see RV want to check, just check up just a tiny bit because he's like, man, that's my guy. You know, like that's my buddy. I can't I can't punt him out of the way. So, um, but yeah, just check that out if you're if you're kind of board during the race um 250 class uh man i really think that davos is going to win if we you know he obviously has never done it in whatever it is 60 or 70 tries but right i gotta think it's coming here soon um By the so i'm basically oh go ahead i'm gonna go with uh davos since second and i think uh i think jeremy martin's gonna bounce back for the third by the way our own aaron hansel at racer x added up the uh Added up the starts. Who knew Kelly Smith was so high? Yeah, he's been around a long yeah. time. Yeah, figure all the years he came back from arena cross too. Yes, there's right. a lot of races. I had there. no idea. All right, Jason Thomas, thank you for coming on the Fly Racing Moto 60 show, giving us the scoop of her Atlanta uh, on the uh, and what you think is going to happen, and of course the Dean Wilson thing. Big news. Thanks, buddy. I'll see you this weekend. See you guys. All right, everybody, listen to the Fly Racing Moto 60 show. Still two pairs of Zone Pro goggles to go away. We gave one set to to tits. Uh, 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 anyway, thanks, thanks. We gave away one set. Sean. Sean, we're giving Sean. away another set, uh, another pair to another guy. Fly Racing designs its racewear to complement a rider's natural movements on the motorcycle. No unnecessary distractions, straightforward, no-nonsense function, fit, and style. By the way, I got some Fly Racing socks this week. They're terrific. They're fantastic. And, of course, Weston Pike wears Pike. Weston Pike wears Fly, and if you don't, he'll beat you up. And uh, for the finest truck accessories money can buy, NFAB has you covered. Step Systems, light mounting solutions, bumpers, Jeep gear. you got an orange Jeep, you'll, they'll make stuff for you. 
Dress up your rig with the hottest looking, hardest working accessories. NFAB accessories are built in Houston. Visit n-fab.com. Let's welcome our next guest on to talk about the 250 SX class coming in uh, this week into Atlanta. He's RacerX's online content editor or something like that. Chase Stallo, what's up, man? Hey, what's going on, Steve? What is your title at RacerX? I don't even know. Uh, the uh, official title is online content manager. But, there we go. Uh, okay. As you know, with RacerX, it kind of holds a... Uh, a lot of stuff under one umbrella. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, no, that is the official title. That is the official title. Okay, so two two fifties. A lot of riders you're familiar with on the two fifty coast. Uh, how surprised were you that Davalos and Sin Cirillo were that much better than everybody else all day long? They really were. I was shocked. Uh, to be honest, I thought I, I really thought Warden would be a little stronger. Um, Bogle, Bogle struggling didn't really surprise me too much. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he was off the bike for a long time. First race, uh, missed off last year. Um, so I, I think the biggest surprise was was Wharton and uh, Jeremy Martin kind of being off the pace. I thought, yeah. thought those guys would be up there a little more. And uh, Davalos, this is the year he finally wins a race, right? It's got to be. It's got to be, right? I mean, <laughs> the guy's got uh, 14 career podiums. And... Uh, through nine years, so I mean, he obviously has the speed. I think it's now it's it's got to be a mental thing he has to overcome. Right. And I think, you know, once he overcomes that mental thing, um, he'll probably start clicking off a couple wins. Nine years in the class, nine, nine. years. <laughs> That's insane. Seven zero two five eight six seven eight five seven. Still going to give away one more uh, one more package of two Fly Racing Zone Pro goggles for you. All right, so Cian Cirillo rips off his first win. I guess, I mean, I got to admit, last summer, Wygant, Thomas, and I were discussing this. We we're like, hey, yes, he's sick. Um, yes, he's battling an illness. But no quote unquote superstar has ever struggled this bad and then come in to be a superstar. Um, so I'm pretty surprised by his. I'm surprised he was that good, but, uh, but good for him. Yeah, and I was too. And and don't want to spoil it. We got this, uh, an article going on RacerX Online later this afternoon. But he is actually the only like the tenth rider to ever win his first pro Supercross race. Um, I'm surprised there's that yeah, many. He's to be really honest. joining uh, an elite club, and and two of the guys were the first lights race ever. So it's really only eight. Um, right. You know, and some of the names are LaRocco, which, you know, it's kind of surprising. And, and Kennard was the last to do it in 2008. So, yeah, I mean, it was really, really surprising, and especially with, you know, uh, Baggett on his heels the entire time. Surprised he was just able to, you know, hold up under the pressure. What do you think, what do you think happened to Jeremy Martin again in Dallas? Like, obviously, the, we know what happened, crash in the heat race and shitty start in the LCQ, but... There's got to be something there, right? Like pressure or something. Uh, something has to affect him. Because, I mean, he wasn't super fast in practice. He was sixth or seventh overall or something. But, I mean, this is a guy that a lot of people thought could win. Yeah, no, I actually had him as uh, I thought he was going to win the title this year. So, a complete shock to me. Um, I was going to try to catch up with him this week. Uh, I haven't actually had a chance to talk with him. So, yeah, I mean, I don't know. I. You know, pressure maybe, um, but he, he's kind of a laid-back guy, so I wouldn't really think that pressure would really get to him too much. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it, it would be pretty much speculation, but, yeah, I mean, something 
I mean, pressure, maybe. I would have to go with it if I had to go with anything. Um, but remember, last year he came back in, you know, four or five top fives after that. So mm-hmm. not yeah. sure we can count him out, count him out yet. Uh, I don't know if you remember. I think it was 08 when, when Townley uh, missed the opener and came back and won the title. So it's not impossible, but he's he's got a lot of work to do. Hold on. I really don't remember that. Townley missed the first main event and still won the title that year? Yeah, yeah, I think it was 2008 or yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, it was 08 against the Canadian Darcy Lynch against my Canadian hero. Um, Yeah, I I did not realize that. I forgot. Hey, um, Vince Freeze, big surprise, man. I I told Vince at uh, San Diego or one of those last California. I'm like, dude, stay in 450s. What are you doing? Purse money, which is something I just talked about earlier. Purse money. He's making the main events. He's just like, no, man. I really want to get that ride on a 250, and, and again, I, I think the chances are slim for a guy like Vince, but with a fourth place, maybe not. Yeah, no, and I, and I think Vince is, is one of those guys that, that kind of got the rep last year, just kind of feasting off the uh, depleted East region. Um, but, you know, and I've talked to Vince a lot over the past you know year or so, and I mean, he's really confident that he should be on the podium, and yeah, he is. You know, at first, I was kind of kind of down it myself, but I mean, you put in a fourth with you know Ogle behind you, um, mm-hmm. Cole Thompson, Warden, Cunningham. I mean, that's that's legit. No, no doubt about it. And uh, Cole Thompson, my Canadian guy, not bad, sixth place, uh, decent, decent, decent start for him to the season. Um, yeah, no, I mean, yeah, that's about where I expect him to be. Um, I think he could probably sneak up into the fourth. You know, fourth, yeah. fifth range. Um, that's about where I expected him. He told me he's basically suspension settings are different because he's a little lighter than Jason Anderson, but it is Anderson's bike. It is Anderson's bike. So that's uh, interesting to to watch. Same motor package, same chassis setup, everything. Uh, just a little softer suspension setting. Um, yeah, and I think another inter- interesting thing to watch with him too is he's kind of run his own deal the past couple of years so it's kind of going to be interesting to see what he can do with uh not only just the factory support but mm-hmm. also the factory testing and you know factory right. practice things of that nature so I, I think that'll be interesting to watch as well all right let's get to some phone calls uh chase Dallow on the line from racer x here talking 250 supercross on the fly racing moto 60 show presented by infab uh brad what's happening man Hey guys, uh, I just wanted to talk uh, a couple of different points here. Um, just going on the topic of the fact that the, the 250 class is a little bit deeper throughout the back section of the field. Getting a bad start in a heat race, does that make it more difficult for guys like uh, a Davalos or a Baggett or a Cian Cirillo to move through the pack, or, or are they still the class of the field? Are they still the class of the field. If six Jeremy Martin. Field. If six Jeremy Martin. Bad or crash, but a bad start. You should be able to get top nine in uh, the six laps. There's still right. you see it time and time again. The guys can right. rip through the pack and get a seven, eight, nine spot. And and even if they don't, they finish tenth or eleventh. They get first or second gate pick for the LCQ, and they're still set up to 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 be fine. What Jeremy Martin yeah. did in uh in Dallas was very rare, huh, Stallo? Yeah, no, I agree. I, I don't think uh, the top you know four or five will have a problem. Um, I think if it does affect people, it might affect. Uh, Kind of the second tier guys like Kyle Peters, um, Jimmy Dakotis, uh, maybe even Lemoyne. Um, where out west, they would just kind of breeze back to. Well, um, to the just top quickly now. on the the Jeremy Martin thing. Sorry to, to interrupt you there, Chase, but uh, like 
a lot of these amateur guys, they, like, basically, other than when they're at an amateur national, most of them get the whole shot and just check out. They're gone. Does that affect them moving into the pro ranks where they don't just kind of dominate, where they're all of a sudden, if they do get a bad start, they're not too sure how to pick through, or, like, like I'm sure they've flown through the pack at times, but, like, does that kind of affect their ability to move through, knowing that they're kind of around a lot of guys that are somewhat their speed? Yeah, no, that's a good question. Um, you know, I would think it would have some effect on them. Um, right. But I don't think any of these guys have dominated forever. I mean, aside from right. Cincerillo, um, you know, Martin, he dominated his last couple years, but I mean, he still had some challenges. Um, I don't think he was just crushing the field. So yeah, yeah but I'm sure maybe his local race, but not at not at like yeah, Loretta's or Ponca. No, not the big um, one. Right. Thanks, Brad. Thanks, Brad. Um, Thank you. It's so yeah. Have a good one, guys. Thanks. Thanks a lot. Uh, a lot more calls to get to here. Chris, what's up? You, do you want to talk to Jeremy Martin also? Uh, yeah, I just I had wanted to know what your opinion was on the dirt. You know, he's uh, grown up riding in Millville, and that Dallas dirt looked like the hardest dirt. I mean, I wasn't out in California, but it looked like pretty pretty tough dirt. Do you think he just really struggles with the dirt? Maybe. It's, it's certainly a theory. It's, it was bad this weekend. Uh, there's no doubt. Um, yeah, could be. What do you think, Chase? You know this kid more uh, than, from, yeah, than I do. Yeah, you know, like I said, I mean, he trains down at Ricky's. Um, like I said, I hadn't had a chance to talk with him. So, like, again, it would be pure speculation. But it really could have an effect. I mean, obviously, two years in a row. So, um, you know, that's another possibility for sure. Um, Chris, yeah. you want some goggles? Uh, yeah, I'll take some goggles. Uh, right. could I, I have another question, too. Uh, um, kind of on, okay. On, is that okay? Okay. All right. <laughs> it was on, on the same lines, like, how many of these guys, it's their first the first race for the East Coast, how many of them do you think it just totally threw them off the way the dirt was down there? I mean, everybody mm, nah. practices on different dirt. You don't I, don't, so? I don't think so. They know what it's like. They're, they, you know, if you've reached this level and become one of the big guys, you've ridden out in California on the hard pack. You've ridden loam. You know what I mean? You know quite a bit about this stuff. So, uh, no, okay. I don't think it would have threw anybody. But certainly it takes a skill to ride it. It takes a different skill. And some guys are good at it and some aren't. All right, hey, Chris, uh, stay on the line. Uh, Tits will get your information. Congratulations, you won uh, two pairs of Zone Pro goggles from Fly Racing. All right, thanks, guys. All right, thank you. Uh, let's get to Evan. Evan, what's up, man? Hey, guys, thanks for taking my call. Um, if if the sport, you know, Supercross, if it keeps getting bigger over the years, do you think Feld would ever consider going to a full 250 season, all 17 races, 16, 17, whatever they're going to have? Oh, good question. Um, I mean, would you be in support of that? Would that? I think it's great. I probably honestly. wouldn't, to be honest. You know why? And this is something that uh, Davey Coombs once told me, and I and I agree with it. You, you, you have a lot of riders right now that have uh, a lot of teams that have four guys, um, or Charlie Designs, Mitch Payton, Geico. Star only has three, but wouldn't you see a teams those two fifty teams if it was one series? Couldn't you see them cutting back? And therefore, uh, mechanics would lose jobs, riders would lose jobs, and all that. This is almost a sense of uh, of uh, job security a little bit for different riders and younger riders, and it opens up, uh, you know, opens up some opportunities for guys who wouldn't have a chance to get on a 450. So, I'm not in favor of that. I, I, I don't. Uh, but I, I'll tell you, uh, I'll tell you what I would be in favor of though is um, having the East West guys ride against each, want each other more often than Vegas. Uh, they used to do it back in the early 90s all the time. So. Yeah, they did it like four times a year. It seemed like yeah, that, yeah, yeah. So I'd be in favor of that, but not uh, not making it one whole series. What do you think, Chase? 
Yeah, no, and I, I'd have to agree. Um, you made a good point with the factory guys, but also the thing of the privateers. Um, that would be a lot of privateers that would probably no longer um, essentially have a job. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I don't see a lot of these 250 privateers um, going all the way out there, especially on the East Coast. A lot of these guys don't even race outdoors. Um, so I, I couldn't see them doing a full series. All right. Thanks, Evan. Hey, guys. Thank thanks. you. Um, let's go with um, well, something I wanted to talk to you about, Chase, was uh, Jace Owen, Chase and Jace. Jace Owen from mm-hmm. the uh, Factory Metal Works team, same team that Vince Freeze rides for. Um, this kid, he was about 15th in qualifying overall, except he got his fast time taken away for doubling the triple. So qualifying, he ended up being th- uh, 23rd. He missed the, he missed the main by, uh, he missed the main in the heat by two spots. Missed it by one in the LCQ, so he didn't make it. And I know we're – why are you guys talking about a kid who didn't make the main? I was impressed by this guy. He'll be in the main this weekend, and he might be a shocking guy, like top ten guy near the near the end of the top ten. What do you what do you know about this kid, and what do you think? Oh, for sure. Uh, well, he was a factory uh, Suzuki amateur rider back when Suzuki had their uh, amateur support team. Um, and then I don't know if you remember, but – he was about a lap away from winning the Monster Energy Cup uh, just a couple months ago. Um, he got into it R.J. Hampshire on the last lap. Uh, he trains down at club with all those guys. So, he, I mean, he definitely has the speed. Um, the last couple years of his amateur season probably didn't go as expected. So he's kind of coming in under the radar, um, kind of like a Mitchell Oldenburg last year, but probably with a little more hype. Um I mean, but the kid's got speed. I mean, he showed yeah. it at Monster Energy Cup a couple of years. Um, so, he, yeah, and he showed it in Dallas, to be honest. And I thought it was one of the surprising things that he did make it in. He could be one of those guys that people this week in Atlanta is going, who is this dude? Number 401. Yeah. Yeah, no, I definitely think he'll be in Atlanta, and I definitely think he'll be in that probably 10 to 15 range. Uh, I got a bet with a guy that's going to go nameless here. But I got to bet who finishes better, Alex Martin or Jimmy Dakotas at the end of the East Series. What I took Martin. Who, am I going to win? I would go Martin. Um, if if he's healthy, he's good. Man. Not Jeremy. Um, not Jeremy. He, I don't he's know another guy that kind of flies under the radar. Um, okay, he's just going to grind away at you. Yeah, I said Alex, right? I, I don't know if you thought I meant Jeremy. Yeah, yeah, yeah okay, right, right. No, Alex, I mean, yeah, 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 I mean, I would just assume Jeremy's going to finish ahead of Jeremy. <laughs> right, um, right. But no, I think Alex will. Um, like I said, he, he's he's a grinder, and he, he, you know, he's on a he has a better program around him this year. You know, he spent the last couple of years with eleven ten mods, um, and now he's under Rock River, which I think's a little more solid for him. He likes things to be in place, so to speak. Um, He's very meticulous. So mm-hmm. I think this year he'll have more of a breakout year than uh, 2012. No, we, last ju- year. we just talked about Jay Sowen, um, and it's certainly that's a guy that I think could be a sleeper. Give me a guy that you're either cheering for as an underdog, can be a sleeper. Give me a guy in the 250 E series that, that you think people should keep an eye on and maybe say fantasy moto purposes or whatever. Was there somebody – Either in the main this week or or, or not that, that you're, you're uh, yeah no and and this guy even last year was good and I think he again got kind of discredited because the East was a little weak um, but Mitchell Oldenburg um, finished tenth this weekend mm-hmm. this is his second year 
Um, he had a top 10 last year, uh, but was around that, you know, 10 to 15 area. Mm-hmm. And then he got hurt uh, kind of late in the year, hurt his shoulder a little bit, kind of rode through it. But the guy's good. Um, you know, he wasn't – didn't have a flashy amateur career. Um, I don't know if you know, his brother also rode McCoy Oldenburg. I'm not sure if that kind of rings a bell. but <laughs> I didn't know Mitchell um, Oldenburg until last year, so I don't think I know McCoy. Yeah, him and his brother, they're out of Texas. Uh, they're actually from Minnesota. They're from Minnesota, right. Yeah. Out of Texas. Yeah. Um, I think his brother wrenched for him last year. I'm not sure if he is this year or not. Um, but, yeah, like I said, you know, wasn't a huge amateur prospect, but, I mean, really had a good, solid year last year and then obviously got a top ten this weekend, and mm-hmm. he is probably on not much support. So <laughs> probably on not much support. Is that a, is that at the team? Probably not much on not much support. <laughs> is that <the laughs> yeah, he does. Well, last year he didn't um, have much support, so I, I don't know exactly what he has going on this year. But I wouldn't say he has a uh, uh, ton of support. Fourteen Honda CRFs in the main event. Wow, that's weird. Um, why don't you put that in for um, uh, CCs or whatever you got going on Racer X? Stamp that. Uh, it's already in there, buddy. Ah, okay. Check it out, man. Uh, I, need, I need to read this thing. Um, okay, so before we let you go, one of the th- things we talked about before the season, um, now obviously Vince Freeze has got the big jump on these guys because of his, his impressive fourth place, but Freeze, Faith, and LeMoyne, all three guys on a smaller teams, three guys that have talent, three guys that have run up front in 250 Supercross before, now, obviously, Freeze has the edge going forth, but who who wins that shootout of those three guys at the end of the at the end of the season? Faith Faith was Ooh. third until he went down late in the race or halfway. Yeah, the race. No, right. I, I think that's going to be one of the battles to watch. Um, who's that that six to ten fight? Um, and I, I think you can even put Cole Thompson in there as well. Um, but with with Freed's so much up, I think it's going to be tough for for Faith and Lemoyne to to get that many points back. I, I don't. Freed's is very consistent. Um, eight top tens last year, so I don't see him making a huge mistake. So uh, I'd have to go with Freed's. All right. Yeah, definitely. Lemoyne's up and down. There's no doubt Lemoyne can go fast, but you know he's been known to crash a time or two. And uh, and Faith, yeah, Faith. Uh, Faith won that heat in Dallas, and it was after that I was uh, he was okay, but I was. I was looking for more of that the rest of the year, but I didn't see it. Yeah, and I, I'm surprised uh, he actually didn't get much after his ride with Moto Concepts last year. I was um, a little surprised he didn't get a, a some kind of a deal. I, I was reading, obviously I wrote observations column on Rancer X, uh, went up yesterday. I tweeted about this. I wrote about it in my column. Um, it seems like, though I'm blowing this out of proportion, this Baggett ride-by thing. Like, people in the observation comments did not agree with me. People on Twitter said I was an idiot. What did you take of it? Am I making too much of Baggett just riding by his other two teammates? I did think it was a little awkward. Um, It is, right? Baggett was on DMXS last night. Um, Said he didn't have a problem with AC, which I'm not sure he would say if he did. Um, But I also don't have a problem with it. These guys are competitors. Um, they're supposed to want to beat each other. And Baggett being the veteran, I'm sure he probably was a little pissed he got beat. Um, yeah, but, dude, you just swept the main event. Like, um, Davolo stopped, you know? He was probably pissed. You know? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I can see both sides of it. Um, you know, as a team, sure, you should have maybe stopped and, 
you know, done the whole team thing. Come on. Yeah, I mean, I guess you could you say swept. that. You um, swept the race. Stop. And, yeah, you don't like the kid. <laughs> but, hey, Davalos is in the middle, so it's not like you got to, like, put your arms around the kid. You put your arm around Davalos. He's in the middle. He'll be the buffer between you guys, you know? <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, I can see that point. Um, are we making too big of a deal of it? Probably. I, I probably am. I know people yeah, seem to think I, I am. That. Yeah, no, I know people seem to think I am. Uh, Matt Bichelia of Geico Honda uh, had some rear brake problems. He tweeted out, so he was unable to finish the race. Uh, where is he going to be? Where do you think uh, healthy and happy, where can he finish? Uh, I think a good comparison will be McElrath. I think he'll, he'll struggle a little bit. Um, but as the weeks go along, I think mm-hmm. you'll see him get just get better and better. Um, I mean, the kid's. Kid won the Horizon Award last year, so he's definitely no slouch. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I mean, like I said, I, I can see a, a, him following the path of McElrath. Um, he starts out kind of tenth, eleventh, and then you know, as the rounds go along, I mean, I could see him kind of getting in the top five for uh, close to it. Right, right, all right, man. Hey, thanks for coming on the show. Your debut on the Fly Racing Moto Sixty Show presented by Infab Chase Stallo. Thanks for your insights, bro. We'll see. Yeah, you. thanks for having me on, man. See you at Indy, right? Yeah, Indy. Okay, perfect, man. Thank you. All right, see ya. And once again, where does the hour go, tits? Where does it go? Flies by. Fly. Yeah. Fly racing by. Fly racing by. You know they've got a lot of great stuff. They do. Yeah. Besides gear. They've got a lot of mountain biking stuff I've been getting my hands on. Just saying. I've been paying for it, by the way. Um, but a great stuff. Um, what a plug. Tits loves the mountain biking stuff at Fly Racing. It's fantastic. They've got a lot of great Check stuff. Check it out. Um... Thanks, everybody, for listening. Uh, we appreciate the Fly Racing Moto 60 show. Has come and gone. Chase Stallo, Jason Thomas, thank you for coming on. Fly Racing designs its race to complement a rider's natural movements on the motorcycle. No unnecessary distractions, straightforward, no-nonsense function, fit, and style. And they make terrific mountain bike stuff. Yep. Check it out, flyracing.com. And, of course, NFAB. Associate sponsor of JGR Yamaha, Nicoletti, Grant, Brayton, n-fab.com. For anything you need for your truck, SUV, or Jeep. Not if you have a Ridgeline, but they're working on it, I've been told. To learn more about NFAB products, visit n-fab.com. Email the show if you want a bit of a deal from NFAB. We can help you out. Thanks for listening, and we will see you next week.